Hi, and welcome to the FBCC Nature Journal, the podcast for everybody who loves nature. We are coming to you from the beautiful campus of Flathead Valley Community College at the foot of the Swan Mountain Range, my favorite mountain range. I'm John Fraley, longtime instructor in wildlife conservation here at the college, and I also served 40 years with Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. In the Nature Journal, we focus on the critters and quirks of nature found on the campus and the wide surrounding Flathead Basin. Our producer is Colin Burkhart, an employee here at the Flathead Valley Community College Library, and we often bring Colin into the show because he's very knowledgeable about fish and wildlife. Right, Colin? Well, more or less. <laughs> I like your humility. And thanks to Susan Matter, our library director, for offering the library as our podcast home. Well, today our show is called The Amazing Weasels. And those of you that have paid attention to weasels, you know they're kind of a slinky-shaped little skinny animal. We have three types in Montana. But let's talk about the family in general first. The weasel family is called the Mustelidae, and there are 60 species from the Arctic to the tropics. They're very, very adaptive. Some notable weasel family members in our area are the wolverine, the otter, the marten, the fisher, and then the three weasel species. And probably a lot of you didn't think that the wolverine was a member of the weasel family. How about you? Uh, I mean, I, I didn't until you had mentioned it, but it is funny that you bring that up because just this morning I was uh, talking with someone about the, who had read the book Wolverine Way, and they were talking about how Wolverine, uh, one of the wolverines they had been tracking had climbed the highest peak uh, in, I believe it was Glacier Park, just because it, it felt like doing it. That's exactly right. And, and the uh, I know a couple of folks that were involved um, Chadwick was the one that wrote the book, and he, this this wolverine you're talking about went over the top of Cleveland Mountain and down and, and, and climbed it, and like it was like much not much more than an hour. And this is and this is in the winter, mm-hmm. highest peak in in Glacier. And basically, that's what wolverines do. They just move around and around and around and try to find something dead, and then they camp on it mm-hmm. and eat it. They're they're scavengers. They can prey, but they're more they're more uh, carcass eaters, that kind of thing. So uh, that's the wolverine. That's a very powerful uh, member of the of the uh, weasel family. And then you've also seen probably uh, uh, otters, river otters. I have. Uh, back when I was uh, in high school, we went to the, oh, what, what, I can't remember the name of the aquarium now, but we went and saw uh, them in a, an aquarium down around the Newport area of Oregon. Uh, they were, they were uh, real cute little things. They, when they were on feeding time, they handed them like these little, uh, <laughs> I think they were clams or maybe oysters. And one yeah. of them had it like clutched to his chest. Yep. I, I had a decent photo of one of his like swimming around on his back with the, yeah. with the clam clutched to his, uh, his chest. He, was, he, was, uh, he looked real happy. Yeah, they, they, they sort of come off as being cute, but they're actually a very vicious animal. And they're a big really? animal too. Oh, they injured. I mean, they look pretty big. But. They've injured lots of people. And so they're a powerful member. So, so of the weasel family members I mentioned and we're talking here, which one do you think would be the most powerful? I would have to say the wolverine. <laughs> Wrong, Colin. <laughs> you think of wolverines as being, you know, vicious, 40 pounds, especially po- uh, powerful. But it's really not the most powerful. You want another guess? Hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't know what else it would be. Okay. Pound for pound, it's not even close. It's the short-tailed weasel. Pound for pound, the short-tailed weasel can take on and bring down a snowshoe rabbit. And the weasel only weighs a few ounces, you know, four, uh, six, eight ounces. Really? And that would be the equivalent of a mountain lion killing a 3,500-pound elephant. That's how <laughs> powerful they are. <laughs> they're incredibly powerful. And they, they know it. And they're just really cocky. And, when you know, you see them, they're just very – they challenge even humans. And we'll talk about that some more. 
So there's three types of weasels in Montana, and mm -hmm. one of them is the least weasel. It does not, it's the only one of the three that doesn't have a black tip on its tail. Really? And it's mm -hmm. only about five inches long. It's not big at all. It's really small. In fact, it's the smallest carnivore on earth, hmm. the least weasel. And we would get people bringing them into Fish Wildlife Park saying, what's this? Oh, my cat brought this in. And I thought, <laughs> you got one heck of a tough cat if it killed the least weasel. <laughs> and and I don't, you don't see cats bringing many of the other two weasels in because they're larger. But, yeah, that's a really interesting little animal, and that's fairly rare compared to the other two weasels. So the short-tailed weasel is our most um, common one. It's found around the world. It's, it's around 10 or 12 inches long. It averages about a quarter of a pound, and it's our most common weasel. And if you've ever seen them, they're brown in the summer, mm. chocolate brown, and they have a white belly. Maybe see them bu buzzing across the road in front of you on a dirt road or something because um, they show up with that brown coat. In fact, one time we were going to a mountain lake to go fishing, and um, someone else was driving, not me, and we ran right over oh, no. <laughs> a short-tailed weasel because it darted right in front of us with its family, you know, three or four young ones. Mm. And we had, unfortunately ran over one. But... They're actually um, not protected. None of the weasels are protected. They're actually classified as, a, as a, a predator, an unprotected predator, believe it or not. So that might surprise you. but Really unprotected? Or they, they're, not like, they're not like so unprotected that they're running rampant or anything. They're not, well, they're, they're not too many weasels. No, right? I mean, how do you get too many weasels? <laughs> but there's, there's lots of them around. But the thing is, you know, they're, they're not like a marten or <laughs> a uh, otter or wolverine that are protected, but either by regulations or there's no trapping or hunting them. They, they're un, weasels are unprotected. Uh, and as I said, they're brown in the summer, white in the winter, and the two larger weasels, the short tail and long tail, have black tips on their tail. Now, why do you think they have black tips on their tail? What would the possible advantage would that be? They're white. In the winter, they're totally white. Mm. So what would that black tip, what would be the advantage? I don't know. In the wintertime, I feel like it might give them away, but... In it's a way, be some you're getting sort of you're camouflage getting, or something. Yeah, I, I'm not you're, sure. You're getting if close. They, do they? Do the rest of their fur change color in the winter? Does it change to white? It's all white. They they change to white. All three weasels. But they, mm. I'll give you a hint. You, you're kind of getting there on the backside. So, weasels have to look from above for danger. The hawks mm. and the owls. So why would that black tip, when they're all white, why would that be an advantage? Think of where it's located on the body. So the opposite end of the body from the head. It's uh. It's da, not da, coming da, to da, me. Da, da, da. Okay. Well. <laughs> They see the, the predator or raptor sees that black tip and dives for it. <laughs> well, the weasel's all ahead of that, you see. And so oh. they're going to more often than not miss it. That's, that's what the theory is, is how they develop Also, oh, it goes for the tail and not for the head, yes. and they can get away. Supposedly. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what scientists say. So. And then our long tail. So we had the least weasel, the short tail weasel, or, or ermine. And then the long tail weasel, which is pretty common. And that one's up to 17 inches long. And I've seen a few of those. And they, they, look, they, look, yeah, they look like a tube. Really, because they're so skinny and long, and they're a heck of a predator as well. So their food habits of the weasels include mice, voles, snowshoe rabbits, birds, mm -hmm. grouse. I mean, they eat, they, they take down and eat a For lot reference, of animals. how big does yeah. a snowshoe rabbit get? Snowshoe rabbit's a couple pounds, and, then, and, and the, the, uh, like the short-tail uh, weasel is only a few ounces. So they're taking down a big wow. animal. Yeah, they're taking down a big animal. So in Montana forests, believe it or not, there's about 10 short-tail weasels per square mile. Now that's a lot for a carnivore, really. It's the most, it's our most abundant carnivore. Mm -hmm. And it's active night and day. Uh, you can see them during the day. Uh, I've been in the mountains where I've been uh, trapping other animals and I see they, I've seen them uh, kind of walking along. They'll just sort of sometimes just kind of challenge you. They look right at you with those cold, <laughs> dark eyes. And so around civilization though, 
they're prone to be a problem. What is their problem? What do they do that people like farmers and that don't like? I would assume that they steal smaller livestock, right? Chickens. They chickens. kill. They're terrible chicken killers, oh. and they drink the blood, and they hardly ever eat the chicken at all. I had one one farmer I talked to he used to Kalispell that um, lost 12 chickens in one night, and they didn't eat any of them. They just killed them. Really? You, and you said they drink the blood? That yeah. seems ra- rather odd for a weasel. <laughs> well, actually, they, they fresh blood is a big attractant for weasels when they kill something. You know, and they'll mm. lap it up. They lap it up and that kind of thing. Wow. And a couple of other things, uh, there's even an account of a weasel attacking a woman in Canada and trying to drag it in to its den. <laughs> this lady was walking by and she wrote this up and I, I found it when I was researching for my article, Born Killers. And mm-hmm. and the weasel came over, grabbed her dress, and she and her impression <laughs> was it was trying to drag her into this den. Um, <laughs> another example is one of our biologists, Tim Thier, up in Eureka. He was in a cabin where they were doing a study and they were you know hanging out in the cabin that evening. And the weasel ran right into the cabin, which it's done before, <clears throat> this weasel had done before. But in this case, it ran right up his pant leg. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that could have gone real bad because they have horrible teeth. It, 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 he shook it out before it bit him or anything. Mm. But they're, they're, you know, they're not something that gets along with humans in, in general. And they just seem fearless when they're confronted. So why, are they, why did I call them born killers in my article? Well, one of the reasons was there's a University of Montana study that took place. <laughs> And the young weasels in these cages were separated from the mother, and then some of the weasels were allowed to stay with the mother. And the ones that were allowed to stay with the mother, they had this wraparound bite and then crushing bite of the mice because they would record how many mice they'd kill, you know, Mm. and had a real efficient thing. So what do you think the ones that were separated from the mother, how do you think they killed the mice? Were they that good? Uh, I mean, I imagine they learned from her, so probably not as good, no. But what did I say the title was? Born Killers. Ah, born, born Killers, Colin. So the, they actually, the, the uh, weasels, the young weasels that were left with no parental guidance killed mice the exact same way with the same efficiency. That's, that's it's totally instinctive. So they're, 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 like, they're, they're, they're fully programmed in to just think that way. It's, that's a good way of putting it, programmed in. They're completely instinctual to kill. So they breed in the summer, the weasels, and then they have something called delayed implantation. I don't know if you've heard of that, but... Hmm. The uh, embryo doesn't implant into the uterus until in the, in the late winter. And then in the spring, uh, the young are born. And then by the end of the summer, they're full grown again. So it's a very rapid uh, uh, lifestyle. And only 25 days after that embryo implants, <clears throat> they're, they're born. So a very short um, gestation period. They have a very high metabolism, a very thin coat. It's, it's, it's a pretty little coat, but it's thin. And they move and eat constantly. They're also, they're full of fleas and ticks. Because they use the same burrow summer and winter in, in their group of weasels. So think about it. If you think of weasels being vicious, you know, give them a break. Because <clears throat> when you think about it, if you were always hungry, always carrying a big flea load that was biting you all the time, and you were little, you'd be mean too. <laughs> so that's part of the reason I think they're so shifty and, and um, impatient. So they're a great first animal for young trappers in all cultures. Um, mm. As I said, they're an unprotected predator, but they're pretty when tanned. And, you know, when Kamiyawait and Meriwether Lewis met in the big hole from the Nez Perce and Sacagawea went up and hugged Kamiyawait because she was his brother. She didn't know it. She looked at him. That's my brother. So Kamiyawait gave Lewis mm. a otter ermine tippet, which he kept the rest of his life, was very proud of. It had 99 ermine skins on it and a couple of otter skins. It's just beautiful. You can see it in uh, any of the Lewis and Clark books. So one of the characters I um, profiled up the Middle Fork, Betty the Trapper, she had pet elk, deer, coyotes, marten, owls, you know, way back. 
The one thing she couldn't tame was the weasel. <laughs> she tried to, had it in a cage, and it would try to jump out at her, you know, through the cage and bite her. She finally got rid of it. And a final thing, this will keep you interested. They have very intense black eyes. So you know how important huckleberries were to the Blackfeet culture, <clears throat> picking huckleberries. And actually, what did they call huckleberries? Mm, was it weasel eyes? Very good, Colin. <laughs> exactly, because they have those dark, intense, round eyes. I guess so, they, they share a resemblance, don't they? Yeah. So the next time you're out picking huckleberries, think of Montana's most powerful predator, the weasel. I think you're picking, actually, weasel eyes. <laughs> That's all the time we have for this Nature Journal segment. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we'll see you next time. I'm John Fraley. Thanks again. Thank you.